Welcome to the Sitcom Archive Deep Dive Overdrive, SADO for short. I'm your co-host, Eggs Benedict. And I'm the other co-host, Alison Barton-Simmons. If you've listened to our first few episodes, you'll know that we're an accompany piece, an accompany podcast, so that you can watch the, um, the Good Life episodes on TV. Either they're free on Daily Motion. You can, if you've got Chromecast, just beam them to your telly as if by magic from the um, Daily Motion app. Or they're also on BritBox if you're if you're a BritBox subscriber. Or you may even have the DVD like Alison does. I have um, DVDs. Yeah, good on you. You're um you're lying in the pockets of Larby and Esmond's grandchildren. Uh, <laughs> and yes, royalties. with my, with, my si- with my sixteen pounds. Yeah. Good on you. Worth it, actually, every penny. Yeah. You did actually. You just bought it on eBay, so that it doesn't isn't true at all, is it? <laughs> just bought it off someone in Leicester. <laughs> ah well. Well, anyway, the point is, you, it'd be great if you could watch along with us, watch an episode, and then dip in and listen to us pull it apart and have fun with it and and chat about it. Really, um, this week's episode is called it's season one, episode three, the week of sex. However, before we get stuck into episode three, the week of sex. I've got a game for you, Al. Oh, that's exciting. It's not that exciting. I just made it up on the fly about 15 minutes ago. (laughs) Go for it, go for it. I want to play. It's called Does Margot Approve? Does Margot Approve? Does she approve? Does Margot Approve? Does she approve? Does Margot Approve? Does she approve? (laughs) That'll do. (laughs) That's nice. I like it. So, contemporary issues, would Margot Ledbetter approve? Right. Or, di- or thoroughly disapprove in a very upper-class snobby way. Let's just mm-hmm. get straight in with like a hot potato. Number one, Brexit. She would absolutely approve. I agree. That's exactly I what she, I got. I th- yeah, yeah. she'd be well happy with, with um, the prospect of Brexit and would be moaning anyone that that wanted to, to remain. She wouldn't like a remoaner, would she? I reckon Barbara no, would be a remoaner and she wouldn't be happy. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Margot approves of Brexit. Um, mm-hmm. She probably wants us away from all those sort of Brussels bigwigs making decisions on behalf of the UK. Not from, Absolutely. Not from a racist point of view, I don't think, but just from a sort of, you know, we won the war, colonial yeah. kind of Britain. Bureaucratic. Yeah, I think so. I think she would, yeah, she'd definitely be um, a Brexit champion. I reckon. And Jerry would just for an easy life. So as not yeah, to upset Yeah, he'd go Margo. along with it. Although I, I can imagine, I can imagine with with the gods, um, Jerry would be quite happy to sort of like debate it quite sensibly and intelligently. Well, to be fair, so would Margot. I reckon it's just that she would agree to disagree. Mm, she'd probably chip in with sound bites as well. With, There'd be a few. Brexit Thank you very much. <laughs> but um, yeah, so okay, we agree. I, I think what yeah. we should have done yeah. is prepared cards, so we both held them up at oh, the yes. right time. We'll do that next week. Yeah. Okay. Does Margot approve of Britain's Got Talent slash reality TV? Oh, my instinct says that she would absolutely disapprove, but it would be her Saturday night guilty secret that she would watch with the remote control in her hand. And if anyone saw her watching it, she would turn it over. Yeah, if Mrs. Dooms Patterson happened to ring while she was watching it, yeah. she'd be going, Mute. Jerry, Jerry, turn the television set <laughs> off. Yes, but I think she'd secretly, secretly have one eye on it. Mm. But she would definitely disapprove of these sort of um, 
commoners thinking that they were God's yeah. gift to Absolutely. singing Fly by night celebrities. Mm. Oh, we're on the same page so far. Last yeah. one. Hashtag mm-hmm. me, t- me too. Hashtag me too. Does, does Margot approve? Ooh. No, that is a hot potato. I know. I haven't um, gone. I haven't gone for the easy ones, have I? Like you know, Philadelphia, <laughs> spreadable cheese. The, the, or the place, or the cheese. The cheese, right? Um, I think. Oh, I think older Margot would, ironically, um, be on board with the hashtag Me Too mm. issue. Younger Margot perhaps would be just see it as unnecessary perhaps unseemly even mm, yeah maybe yeah it's, it's easy but to I forget think... that they're only about 30 um yeah although yeah. tom tom and jerry are clearly older than their wives barbara yeah. and and um margo are only about 32 yeah. something like that yeah yeah i think younger margo would um not see what the fuss was all about Older Margot would perhaps get on board and perhaps be a bit more sympathetic and understanding. I reckon that the respective actresses would be totally, or probably are, because they're still going, of course. They're probably yeah. totally on board. I reckon both of them would have come I across, reckon. come across, um, at, like most women who've lived through that era, would have their own stories of not yeah. necessarily casting couch things, but misogyny mm. and you know, tweaking of the bum cheeks and things yeah. like that. Yeah, oh, I'm laughing. Yeah, it's not it, funny. Uh, being acceptable in the seventies and the eighties, perhaps not acceptable, but uh, brushed under the carpet. And as time's gone on, uh, yeah, I can I can imagine they have got tales to tell. We've we got total agreement in those three. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Yay! for things that are less obvious next week if I carry on. This. Okay ill-fated um, segment of the podcast. <laughs> I like this. I like yeah, this. I've got another game for you. Yes. I, might, I might throw that in this <laughs> week instead. Okay. Um, did I tell you about um, my dad's... Um, in our house growing up... I don't know if I've already told you this. In our house growing up, we always referred to Penelope Keith as Penelope Keith. No. Because he... When he was working in Liverpool, he got sent <laughs> on a course down to Birmingham. And um, right. he, he had to stay in this sort of guest house while he was on this course. And the, the landlady of the guest house was sort of, had delusions of grandeur. And mm. she was very sort of, she was trying to be a bit like Margaret, really, a bit above her yeah. station. And one mm-hmm. night on the course, because he was bored and he was in the, in the town, he went to see a play and it had Penelope Keith in it. So when he came home late from this play, I'd, I had no idea what the play is. He got back to the um, B&B. Oh, it must have been breakfast the following morning. She said, oh, you came in mm. late last night, Martin. He said, yeah, I was seeing a play. And she said, oh, anyone I'd know in it? He said, yeah, Penelope Keith was in it. Oh, I love Penelope Keith. She's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Penelope. Penelope Keith. Bit... Oh. So if I that accidentally... That feel a bit uncomfortable, that name, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not right, um... is it, Penelope? But if I accidentally no. call her Penelope, it's because I did for years. That's because... why. Yeah. Anyway. Penelope. With that little uh, oh. side note into my um, childhood, let's have a let's get stuck into episode three, The Week of Sex. Yay! Good life, good life, good life, good life, good life. So episode three, uh, it opens with the goods taking photos of their freshly sprouted pea. Their, their very first pea, which is poking through the soil. Yes. And they're very proud. 
and Jerry comes taking along. A photograph, yeah. Yeah, Jerry comes along and starts taking the piss. He probably is pissed on gin, and he's come along. <laughs> I was looking on TVTropes.com, and one of the one of the tropes on there is the deadpan snarker. You know, right? Which you see yeah. in a lot of sitcoms, and I thought that's very much what Jerry is, isn't it? He'll just Absolutely. make a little, little sort of sneery, but good, good natured. But it's definitely snarky. Yes. It is. It is. I was. Uh, the fact that he, he sort of like just turns up and um, they're all, they're both like so happy with their pee and he's there with his sort of like judgy, judgy pointy finger. And it does make me wonder sometimes whether Jerry's just a bit jealous. Well, you would be, wouldn't you, if you were so under the thumb? Yeah. Yeah. You know. And he's probably just come from kicking in some hooligans heads in down at... <laughs> so he turns up. Um, they need to... They need some help taking a picture and they've got quite a... I thought it was quite a modern-looking camera that they were using for 1975. Did it have one of those things that you use to take the photograph, sort of like a wire that you you press? But why didn't they just do it themselves then? Why were they messing about so much that Jerry then had to come and take the photograph if they they could have just held that wire and pressed the button? Probably the technology was beyond Tom, I reckon. Oh, okay. Right. But, uh, yeah, so Mm. they... Jerry gets on the selfie stick, takes a photo of them, yeah. <laughs> with their proud with their pee, and then Tom tries to cajole Jerry into into taking a look at the you know the um the land that they've been tilling. Mm. Ultimately, though, Jerry sees exactly what's going to happen, and they'll end up having to do some work because that I mean yes. that is exactly what happens all the way through the show, and he's wise to it even yeah. as early as this. He says, "No, I'm yeah. going home to continue my boozy afternoon." Yeah, put my feet up. Yeah, yeah, in in, in his in his Have armchair, and he's basically he's in danger of sobering up for the first time in fifteen <laughs> years. So he he's going home for a dry martini. Um, he disappears, and then we see a rag and bone man. Oh, the rag and bone man! Any idea what he's shouting? Because I don't. No, no, it was just nonsense. Yeah, he's shouting unintelligible nonsense. But he has an old iron furnace or range, which catches Tom's mm. attention. And Tom goes, turns into a giddy schoolboy, as he does a lot of the time, and gets all excited. Mm-hmm. And you cut to them lugging this thing that they've clearly bought into the goods kitchen, with the rag and bone man giving it the full cockney slang. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. The whole sort of conversation that, about where he'd picked up all the, um, the cockney rhyming slang from, and that he knew the guy that, that started... Cockney rhyming slang, it, yeah, it just it, this, this tall tale that just kept going and going and going. It's what what you often see in sitcoms, though, particularly around that time, is that they have an mm. idea and they need to crowbar it in some somehow. Yeah, yeah. it's massively clunk, clunky, like a really clunk, clunky conversation. It is, it is but I kind of liked it at the same time. And he says, "Oh, mm. if we had, if we'd had to look that much further, we'd have all had a Julius." <laughs> and I can't even remember what that was supposed to be. But he's got like bacon, bacon rind mind. Yeah. And coat yeah. coat hanger clanger. Clanger. And he's doing the full he's doing the full routine on, on rhyming slang. Yeah. I really I really he, liked it. I um I, I yeah. I just found it I found it a bit a bit sort of a bit of a strange setup. Um and then how quickly Barbara just went up like a chippy. When he she was did, asking about she? this lifestyle, she throws the chair and then storms out about the fact that he'd asked he'd asked her about this this lifestyle, and that bothered me a little bit because she was, did went she went up so fast. 
because it was the 70s, I was half expecting him to go, oh, time in a month, is it? <laughs> Something totally inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but she, I don't know yeah, why flings, she flipped her lid. I mean, mm. she. I think she was tired, but maybe, yeah. the, maybe the rhyming slang was getting on her tits after a while. Yeah, I, I think I'd have thrown the chair, actually. I'm partial to making up my own rhyming slang at home, much to my wife's chagrin. So she would what's probably... Your favorite? What's your favourite? What's your favourite sort of... Well, I just like to use ones that annoy her. Um, <laughs> if we were going somewhere, I'd always say, if you've got the Adam Ricketts tickets. So if you're a fan of like <laughs> early turn of the century Coronation Street, you'll know who Adam Rickett is. But the one that really annoyed her was um, if I needed tissues, I'd say, have you got any cardinals? And she'd go, what? I'd go, cardinal, cardinal Richelieu. She's like, that doesn't even rhyme with <laughs> tissue. <laughs> So obviously oh, that encouraged me all the more. Yeah, I am. Yes. I'm a ragamuffin. No wonder, you, no wonder you liked him. So I like. Oh, the other yeah, one was. was um, yeah. The other one I used to say was right. I'm Frank Boff, which just meant I'm off. I'm off. Yeah. Brilliant, Frank Boff. Oh, Frank Boff. I stole that one from um, a Boltonian fellow I went to uni with, actually, James. <laughs> so credit to James Wilde for that one. Good life. 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 Um, so Barbara's Barbara's flounced off and annoyed Barbara I have to say she's fierce isn't she you know when she gets angry in that yes. voice for such a little sort of pipsqueaky woman she that sounded a bit yes. sexist but you know what I mean she's tiny and yet she's I wouldn't want to upset the woman no no I found that I found when I was I thought that the way that she sort of acted being so cross and and angry it, it was brilliant she came it came across so sort of believable and I would, yeah, I would really take notice if, if, because she's, she's, she's so happy and schoolgirl-like and giddy and then all of a sudden it just sort of changed and, and, and even with the sort of canned laughter still laughing in the episode, that almost made it a bit more uncomfortable, the fact that mm. they're all still laughing along and it wasn't, it wasn't really funny. She acted it so well, it, it wasn't, it wasn't funny. So from there, Tom calls out the fake Cockney accent on the fella and then mm, yeah which he's quite happy to admit to and then he pays using the barter system with a toaster yes and a hairdryer oh yeah and barbara's hairdryer which was a bit off without even telling her yeah yeah but uh and then he's like see you squire <laughs> and off he pops <laughs> still clinging to the cockney routine even though he's been rumbled yeah and it, and then we see tom and barbara basically starting to clean the range of rust and tom mm. is you know, he's that got got that horrible Tom Bonhomme. He's running around all happy and he's whistling and he's noisy and he's very self-important yeah. in the way he's telling Barbara what to do. And then, mm. but he quickly leaves Barbara to do it on her own. I yeah. suppose she gets some peace and quiet at least. And he goes up. He goes to the garden to sort out the the bird situation because the crows have been feasting mm. on the crops. Um, and he goes to his his big idea is to install a Chinese bird scarer. Yes. Hashtag different Tink times. Tied to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. Did you see the bit where he grabbed Tink his hands. eyes and did the, sli- did oh, the slitty no. eyes? There was a God, tiny yeah. little bit. Hashtag you, different times. You blink and you miss it, but he yeah he did the ha bit with his eyes. Oh. He does start to irritate me a little bit in this episode from from now onwards. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're coming on the team now, aren't you? You're joining me. I am. I'm. I'm. I am shifting my allegiance. Yeah, a little bit. I'll be interested to ask you towards the end about 
um, Margot, who we haven't seen yet, because I don't think she was particularly yes. likable in this one either, but getting ahead no. of ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. Tom is trying to, he, he tries to put this thing into place, but then Barbara points out that if it's not windy, it won't work. So he probably yep. goes inside, leaving Barbara to carry on cleaning the furnace, and he just sits there with a pen and paper trying to think. Yeah. Which he's, he's basically very irritated. Yeah. He's I'm not doing helping, research. is he? No. Um, no. And then he's snipping out cardboard birds from a um, cereal box while she's still scrubbing. She's still scrubbing all the rust off. The new range. Yeah, it's just. I didn't get that. Could you? <laughs> what was that? Uh, sorry, sorry, that was my watch. My watch decided to join in. Don't know mm. what I said, but it's um right. It's trying to I'll help. It off now, sorry. That's our first yes. podcast guest. Getting involved. <laughs> Is that an Apple Watch? Yeah. Oh. You said I don't know what I said to activate it, but it it did. Does right, Margot approve Apple Watches? <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. think she does. No. Um, so there's a telephone engineer there who's disconnecting the phone, and yes. um, Tom tries to uh, engage his help, asking him what the best way is to scare birds. And the and the guy says, "Well, flashing flashing on the common." Oh yeah, hashtag different times. <laughs> I thought that was quite it, yeah. funny. <laughs> he was quite he, he yeah he just he just got out of control quite quickly. The um the phone engineer. Um, yeah, but he's very sarcastic to Margot when she rocks up. Yes, he is. Yeah. And yeah. she she just says when he, when he finishes she just says yes goodbye. Yeah, no, and she's so dismissive to him. <laughs> she's dismissive to him, and then she's patronising about the goods having to disconnect the phone line, assuming that it's yes. that it's financial reasons that they're getting rid of it rather mm. than well whatever reasons they do have. And then she tries to palm off her uh, cheap and nasty clothes as charity onto Barbara. Yeah. Uh, and Barbara's a little bit indignant, but I don't think she's rude. She asks, she says, no. is there anything I could do for you? And Barbara says, oh, I'd love some gruel. <laughs> yes. I've not eaten for four weeks or four days. But yeah, the uh, the dress things, yeah, I could see, you could sort of see that coming, that it was almost like giving with one hand and taking it away with, with the other. Yeah. That it's cheap and nasty, so I thought of you. Yeah, it was a bit insulting. I think she did, mm. she did apologise for the way it sounded. But um, as, as she's leaving, Tom takes the dress from Margot on the sly. And Margot, yes. th- Margot thinks that he's going to give it to Barbara. But he's clearly got an agenda of his own, which we see immediately. Yes. Because we, we cut to Margot, who's spraying her pagonias or whatever <laughs> she's got. And singing some song that I don't recognise. It was I wrote down the lyric is, This is the day I shall remember. This is the day I shall remember. <laughs> Does it mean anything yeah, to you? I, I, Do you know it? It's a, it's a song that I've heard. Yes, um, I don't I don't know the really the relevance of her singing it. It's it's just um, an old tune, I think. Well, she she potters around in that garden quite a lot, but the only thing she ever seems to do is spray things. Yeah, but presumably she doesn't want to get her hands dirty. No, you don't see her digging. You don't see her on her hands and knees planting bedding out plants, do you? No, she's just a sprayer. Um, yeah, things at a distance. Nice work if you can get it. So she sees mm. she sees the good scarecrow wearing her hand me down <laughs> gift, which she sees yes. as, a, as a total humiliation. Absolutely, because it, it's got a scary man's head um, and the cheap and nasty dress on. Although there was there was something I wanted to sort of just point out the when Margot's looking over the fence um, and she spots the scarecrow. 
Um, the camera does that really sort of... As, as a kid, this is something that really used to spook me out. And it's when cameras zoom in really quickly. Yeah, that so was popular, wasn't emphasize, it? Back yeah, emphasise someone's like distaste or um, horror or what, whatever. But it was something that they did a lot in, in 70s TV shows. And it used to creep the hell out of me. And it's still, as an adult now, it still creeps me out when, when cameras do that. And I don't do know, you know what why? it is. I can't I reckon, put my finger on what it is. I've got a theory. Maybe you can confirm or deny. It's because of the government information films, because they used to do Maybe it in it that. Is. And whenever the kid... Yes. You know, there was one where the kid was running down the beach and he was about to stand on the glass. Do you remember that one? Yes. And it and it'd zoom in on the glass or it'd zoom in on the horrible thing as it happened. Oh, maybe that's what it is. And the sort of creepy 70s colour palette of, of how the actual film looked. Um, it, yeah, it, I think it is reminiscent of that. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's something. It's something that it just it just makes me feel absolute horror. She sees the scarecrow wearing this, and it's humiliating to her. And she says, "I won't. I won't sleep a wink tonight, knowing I'm being abused in your garden." <laughs> Which Tom has a bit of fun with. Yes. Um. So, but he 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 concedes to um, remove the scarecrow because it isn't working anyway. And then back in the kitchen, I think as you alluded to earlier, Tom is just full of um, you know, he's he's full of the joys of spring about how wonderful her life is while she's been basically slaving away. away. Yeah. And he's yeah. doing that infernal whistling, waxing lyrical. Yeah. And Barbara flips again. She puts on a crazy ass voice. Yeah. <laughs> she scared me because she meant it. You could tell by her face that she absolutely meant it. But uh, yeah, I mean, Barbara's still not, not happy. She flips. She, and Tom doesn't like the fact that he, she said that he chirrups, but he definitely does chirrup. Mm. Oh god, yeah, that the whistling is chirruping. So Barbara, Barbara has a um, has a sulk off, as is um, mm-hmm. her right, I think. And then we we're in the Ledbetter's mm-hmm. lounge where, unsurprisingly, can we guess what Jerry's doing? He's pouring out drinks. He's pouring himself a bevy. Margot's still <laughs> moaning about the dress, even though Tom took it in. And then yeah. we see a sort of um, parallel row almost erupt between the Ledbetters about Margot's spending. Yes. And and I think it's interesting that you said that you liked the row that was going on in the Goods house because the Ledbetter's row is, it, it's not only parallel to what's happening in the Goods kitchen, it's paradox as well because yes. the the Goods row is sensible, whereas the Ledbetter's row and, and any row that Margot and Jerry have actually as this goes on, Margot is terrible for using logical fallacies and, you know, putting up yeah. straw men um, arguments like, oh, so you're saying that your wife, you're married to a frump. <laughs> No, he wasn't saying that at all, yes. as he points out. So Margot tends to do a lot of twisting of Jerry's words, and Jerry must be absolutely exasperated. Um, that, that that's that's not what I was saying. That's not what I said. And then the arguments just seem to go off at a tangent. They don't seem as based in reality as the goods rows do. No, I agree with that completely. And of course, this is briefly the row is briefly um, briefly dissipates when Barbara turns up. Um, you know, she's she's absolutely filthy and Margot puts some newspaper under her before she sits <laughs> down. She puts the magazine on the seat. Yeah. She must have had a filthy arse. Um, oh, and then and tells Jerry not to look at the hole in her tights. And well, Jerry's being almost a sort of like... Proper lascivious though, isn't he? He's like, oh, hello, Barbara. Yeah, yeah. Poor Barbara. Does, Been scrubbing all day and then gets lecched on by Jerry. He's probably... still got his coat on. In the house, I yeah. find that I find that really strange. I was going to mention that in Al's fashion corner off. because he was he's so dapper okay. in it. 
He's so dapper in that oh, yeah. coat. But I think it's probably just on to do, make him look dapper. Do you think Do you think he puts it on over his pyjamas as well? Because he just doesn't, no, it doesn't seem to take it off at all. No, he's probably got it on over his Chelsea shirt. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I know I'm getting obsessed with that one. Um, but but Barbara is um, Barbara is sort of quite calm when she comes in, but she, mm. um, she she's effectively gone around there to escape from Tom for a bit. And actually, I think it's yeah. the first time we see this sort of sexual tension between the couples. The way that Jerry is sort of leering mm. at her, it's not particularly pleasant, but it's the first we see of of there being sort of a bit of a, an attraction between, but in in between the marriages. Yes, yeah. So Barbara, um, she has two... She's clearly in a mood for a drink herself and she wants two large dry martinis, which Jerry yes, proceeds... Yes, she gets. She gets two small martinis because Jerry's like thinking on, he's like, I won't have enough for myself for later. <laughs> so he pours Absolutely, two small Absolutely, yeah, ones. yeah. Um, and Margot's still being very patronising. She says, something wrong, chaise toi, to Barbara. Um, yeah. What does chaise toi mean? I know toi is three. Does that mean the house? Number three. Do they live at house? number three? Uh, number three? Oh, do you know what? I don't know. And she says, you wouldn't have silly little arguments, would you? And it's really condescending. Oh, she's, po- yeah, poking the bear. She is. she knows that there's been issues. And Barbara uh, confesses that she's had an argument with Tom. And um, Jerry mm. um, points out... He's just an armchair revolutionary, old Tom. You're the one who has to man the barricades. The other thing that um, Jerry says is that marriage must be a fair division of labour, which I thought was a great line because it cues and you know it sparks off the argument that was briefly on hiatus between Margot and Jerry again, and they they kick off with each other and they're at it hammer and tongs, and and Margot says, "What's behind that poisonous outburst?" <laughs> which is so melodramatic, it's, isn't she? It is. I think I think it's the case that, that Margot is is sort of being superior, isn't it? To she said she's being superior about the fact that they've had an argument while while swiftly covering up her own, but her own yeah. argument isn't finished yet. So it swiftly comes back to light. And she says, Thank Absolutely. you for embarrassing me in front of guests. I, I f- yeah, I felt like I, I felt like the goods argument was was based in something that was happening and it could be sorted and talked about and dealt with. Whereas Let's face it, the Ledbetter's argument is just going to be one continuous argument forever because nothing's going to change. And that is their, them as a couple, those arguments are still going to rear their head constantly. And I think there's two... Throughout th- their relationship. There's two things there. They both enjoy the um, um, ebb and flow of those arguments. If they're, if they're, I think mm. you can tell that they actually enjoy the sparring. But I think the other thing yes. is that the, the juxtaposition of... The Ledbetter's argument makes Barbara realise that she'd rather be at home having her own um, quarrel with Tom <laughs> than be living their lives, you know? Absolutely. And that's yeah. the thing. That... With a facade. Yeah, I mean, it is. The it... Ledbetter's facade of everything being all right um, is quite quite, quite false and fake, um, whereas the goods feels more based in reality. It's an authentic disagreement about real things rather than yes. bullshit. And I think that's the subtext. Yes. So, um yeah. Um, so when Barbara gets home, Tom has pulled his finger out and he's done all the hard work and the furnace is ready um, and he's basically redeemed himself again, although he is still whistling. Absolutely, Still yes. whistling like a bellend, but we'll let that one go. <laughs> he's he's basically <laughs> redeemed himself and I think that's another trope that you see a lot. Um, somebody who gets himself into the shit with their relationship and then puts it right. 
and it puts a nice absolutely a nice he did the right thing yeah he did yeah and then inexplicably we get the rag and bone man turn up again in in a <laughs> in a suit yeah in a brand new whistle and flute <laughs> um and he's like evening squire oh and uh on his way to his Spanish lesson. Yeah, he's going to he's evening got a villa. He's, going he's got a villa in Spain. <laughs> I quite like that, though, because it's like he's he is um, an entrepreneur, much like Tom, really. Yeah. But probably on a, with a better scale of success than Tom, although it's early in Tom's <laughs> endeavours at this point. But he's basically played the part of the rag and bone man and built himself enough money to earn... A villa in Spain. So good on him. A villa in Spain. Why he, yeah, why he feels the need to get dressed up like a dog's dinner to go to evening class, maybe that's um, something... It's a bit like in the 70s, if you wanted a mortgage, you'd have to put on your best suit. And Yes. I don't know. I think it is just of the time that that's just what you did, I suppose. It must be. It just seems mad to me. Yeah. I've done evening classes. Yeah. I just turn up like a tramp like I normally do. You wouldn't have gone in your rag and bone man suit, though, would you? I might have done. During lock <laughs> during lockdown, I didn't have any of those masks, so but I did have um, a scary a scary nun mask. So I went I went to the shops, and I just stood in the queue two meters apart from everyone wearing a scary nun mask instead of a, um, you know, a COVID mask. And all the New Zealanders were just sort of walking past me, and they they look at me and go, "Oh yeah, there's a nun, there's a scary nun." And just carry, nobody even blinked. Nobody bothered. No. Oh, I love it. I was a bit disappointed. I wanted to cause a major incident, but never mind. <laughs> they were probably all wrapped up in the seriousness of the situation and thinking, "What is that yes. bell end doing in a scary yeah, nun mask?" Yeah, look at that. <laughs> oh, so um, brilliant. Yes. Yeah, so Tom. Um, oh, the other thing is Sam's dro- dropped off. Dropped off a cat to help with the goods. A cat, yeah. Which you don't do without permission. You don't say, you know, you say, you phone someone up, don't Oh, they've got no phone, have they? <laughs> no. So they just turned up with a bag of cats. Do you want a cat? Yeah. And, yeah. And then Tom gives the cat a talk. They do, to. they do, they love it. Yeah, they do. But mm. Tom does the thing you do, that you shouldn't do with a new cat. He gives it a talking to and throws it out the back door before it even knows where its home is. Yeah. So that's, you know, Tom's got a lot to learn about cat ownership. Tom, but um, I think that's basically it. Uh, the cap goes for the chickens, as you would predict. Which you would do, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's obvious. And then he'll have to just learn on his feet, won't he? And then he'll he... have to just learn. Well, I don't think we ever see the cat again, so I think that's probably him. Oh crap! Right. Maybe um, Tom gets out the gun like he did in the last episode. <laughs> oh god, no! They eat cat roast roast cat for dinner. Um, <laughs> but that's it, and it cuts to credits. So, I think it's about the time of the episode where we have a little trip over to Al's Fashion Corner. Fashion Corner, Fashion Corner. Fashion Corner, Fashion Corner. So, in Fashion Corner this week, um, special mention to Margot's dress, um, which is not unexpected. Um, it's like a navy, pink, orange and green number um, that she seems to sort of save these dresses for the occasions where she's just sat about drinking in the afternoon Um, but it's a beautiful long sleeved maxi dress um, which and I I know I say this quite often but I would I would love that dress now I would love to wear that dress Um, and 
think I mentioned earlier about Jerry and his leather jacket um, that he never seems to take off. He's wearing it constantly throughout this episode, whether he's coming home from work or he's just hanging about in the house. He's got... Um, it's sort of like a kind of sharp collared, um, tan coloured leather jacket, and I, and I love it. Again, I would, I would, I would love to see somebody wearing that now. Um, the scarecrow um, in Margot's um, hand-me-down dress looked stunning. <laughs> um, not cheap and nasty. Um, with the, with the the mask just offsets it perfectly. I think it's a, a fantastic combination, and. We do get a peek into um, sort of the, the the life of Barbara and Tom through Barbara's skirt in this episode. She's wearing like a, a patchwork put together skirt, which you, I don't know whether that's something that she'd had prior to sort of starting this lifestyle, um, but it's it's like all bits of fabric sewn together, um, which is like an iconic um, self-sufficiency piece of fashion. She was even wearing that but skirt. It looks great. She was even wearing a skirt right at the beginning when she was in the garden with a pea. Yes. Which I thought was yeah. a bit impractical, but whatever. But maybe she sees it as this is like her work wear because she's sort of combined any bits of things that they were going to get rid of and she's combined it into a skirt and and to me that says I'm I'm sold on this lifestyle. This is this is what I'm going to do. Um I won't buy anything new. I'm just going to cobble clothes together from now on. Um so seeing it in, in that, it's it's almost like highlighting that this is right. This is it now. We're on we're on this path. Um, new clothes are on the scarecrow. I'm just going to wear clothes that are put together from my old stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a mixed bag this this week. Um, but up there at the top of the list is definitely Margot's lounging about and drinking dress. And of course, as is the case, probably from here to the very end of the series. Tom wears exactly the same clothes. There's nothing to say about Tom. <laughs> yes. No, looks the same every episode. He's just got um, a, a working outside jumper and slacks. Yeah, with holes in his jumper. I think the only other thing is, we mentioned it, is the Rag and Bone Man suit. Did you like that? I did, actually, yeah. That's another one that I could I could see sort of... I could see now someone someone wearing that. Not the combination that he comes in at the beginning with the string tied around his, his, his old jacket, um, but the suit when he's going off to his Spanish class... Um, it's like a checked um, s- jacket and, and, and trousers. Um, but I th- I, yeah, I think it's pretty smart. Cool. Quite sharp. <laughs> so this week then, Ben, who is your most valuable player of the episode? I'm expecting that we're probably going to agree once again on this. I'm going to say Barbara. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because she stands up for herself. Well, why do you think Barbara? She stands up for herself and she she kind of, at the same time as standing up for herself against Tom and expressing herself eloquently, she goes and she kind of has an epiphany while she's at the Leadbetters, which is that I'd rather be at home with my pig-headed husband than have to deal with this shit. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and she goes back and, I... of course, he's made amends. So she made her point uh, forcibly and... And Tom redressed the balance well. Tom again is is very redeemable in this episode. He doesn't he, he doesn't behave mm. too badly really. He's just he's just wrapped up in his own world. Whereas um I don't think Jerry I wouldn't say Jerry had a bad episode because he was the one who pointed out that um that Tom was sort of like a armchair revolutionary 
Um, is Margot was probably the least yeah. likable character, but for me, Barbara definitely was the was the MVP. Yeah, Barbara for me too. Um, she sets out exactly how she's feeling and allows Tom to redeem himself. Um, and they talk it through, and they, and it it just seems to be based in um in reality. The the chatting about things that are actually happening, and facing up to the fact that it's not always going to be easy. This lifestyle, um, they're not always going to agree. Um, but they seem to be a a couple that can talk about things in order to put things right. Which which for me, that's that's perfect. Yeah, it's almost like um a, a mini, like a like a microcosm of the future arguments they have, which are far more, far bigger blowouts. And it's mm. much more easily resolved at this early on in the run. There's going to be some big blowouts yes. between them in the future, which yeah. Tom's behaviour is going to be a lot worse, I think. And that's when I'll get stuck into mm. the prick. <laughs> Hell, Bell. So, um, so that wraps up this week. Next week's episode is season one, episode four. Do you know the name of the episode, Al? I don't off the top of my well, head. Don't worry, because I'm Mr. Prepared this week. It's Pig's, oh, pig's Lib. This is the one where they get pinky Exciting. and perky, isn't it, for the first time. And I think yes. Barbara throws a wobbler because pigs, basically. <laughs> she doesn't want pigs in the neighbourhood. <laughs> Why would you not? Yeah. So if you're following along with us and you want to get in touch, um, you can do so across all sorts of so- social media platforms. We are at Sado Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, on Facebook, you can find us by searching for Sado Podcast. We also have a website, www.sado.club, where you can get more information or listen to episodes. Um, email us at sadopodcast at gmail.com. And if you subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, that would be fab. Thanks for listening. Um, just quick thank you to my friend Anya Wilhelma for her fabulous artwork because uh, I don't think we've given her a shout out yet but she did our logo and the caricatures of Tom and Barbara which I think look ace so thank you Anya did you? they are lovely uh, and we'll, thank you. we'll see you next week yeah thanks a lot guys see you squire <laughs>